Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pedor. It is currently April 8th, 2022, 6.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, I know, it's been another two weeks, and I apologize, but these things happen. These things happen. It's just, I suppose when it comes to just life and mental health, there are some things which you really can't avoid. And sometimes you're in the mood to be in a room by yourself and talk into a microphone, knowing that it may be heard to the entire world. And you know what? You're just, uh, you, you don't want to, you don't want to think about it at that point in time. So that's why last week did not happen. And I apologize again for that, but we are happening this week and there's more to the weekly update for this podcast than there would be in previous podcasts, but all in due time. First things first, two weeks have gone by two weeks of a lot of oddities, tragedies, and anything and everything else in between. And that's just the accumulation of life around the world as we all simultaneously exist and try to cohabitate this planet together. Horrible things out of Ukraine, useless things, and somewhat important things out of the UN. Will Smith going through his consequences of his actions. And honestly, we something that I was discussing with my therapist actually as of yesterday is that you got to try and focus on the micro rather than the macro. The macro being the Will Smith thing, the things happening in Ukraine, things happening around the world, the states, the nation that you live in, hell, even the country, the, the origin, the county, the village, whatever, whatever it is that you live in. The micro is what I feel you need to pay attention to. And the micro is what you have control of within your life. And that's what I've been trying to focus on. It's the micros within my life. What do I have control of? What can I change that I want to be changed? And I think that's something that we all need to strive for as we set forth into this next week. What can we manipulate for our better? Can we go ahead and, and work harder? Can we go ahead and better our sleep routine, our, our bedtime routine? Can we go ahead and put in a couple of extra hours or minutes even to our workout routine? Can we just meditate and relax? Have you been wanting to take that hot, relaxing bath with a glass of wine and some relaxing music? Carve out in that pie time of your week and schedule. Make some time for yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it, without a doubt. In addition to that, what have you accomplished these past two weeks since we have talked? What are the, what's the good? What's the bad? What's the, this happened and mm, I don't know what to make of it. Just take a brief 15 minutes, you know, mark out the pros and the cons, which has happened and take credit where credit is due for yourself. We don't do that. Not always, but also most importantly, 
make sure you carve out credit for those who have aided in those weekly accomplishments for you. Maybe it's a significant other. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend that just encourages you. Be like, you got this. Keep it going. You're doing good. And they understand there's some setbacks. There's always going to be setbacks. And that's just life. But it is not the setbacks which define us. It is how we react to those setbacks. Do you sit still and just let it happen and let it defeat you? Or do you accept that, yes, this happened? What can I learn from it? And how can I progress being better for myself? There is where the true strength and personality of your character lies. And I know it is there. I know you can do it. Lick your wounds, you know, rub some salt in it. I don't actually recommend you do that. That's just a metaphor. But go ahead and just pick yourself up to the best of your ability. Strive forward within this week. Things will get better. You just, you have to work for it. And unfortunately, some people need to work for it more than others. But that does not mean that it's not possible. You can do it. I believe in you. So... With that said, and as always, a shot to commemorate the podcast. This is episode 28 of the FSOF podcast. A little tongue-tied there. But here's to you. Keep being strong. You can do it. Persevere. Here's to me speaking to you uh, through a microphone, <laughs> I suppose. And here's to the podcast into episode 28. Ugh. Ugh. God, that's cheap. Ugh. Part of my taste now is becoming a little too rich and refined. I don't don't actually like that taste anymore. <clears throat> or maybe I've had it so much that I'm like, I'm becoming bored of it. Gross. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get on with the podcast. Never mind my stammering with that shot. So let's talk, shall we? Let's talk about what has happened these past two weeks. And I will try to be brief about it, but... At the same time, it's hard not to. I will say this much. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Two weeks ago, last podcast came out on the 25th of March. Yes, that is absolutely and very true. Which means that, well, um, yeah, okay, here we go. Um, I'm trying to collect my thoughts. I apologize. I, it's just, I'm trying to re recollect exactly what has happened within the past two weeks. A lot of it is mostly the same, you know, doing the streamling, uh, the streamling, fuck, uh, that's how scattered my thoughts are. I'm still streaming and have been streaming again on a regular basis, Thursdays through Monday, right here on Twitch, or if you're listening through YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can find me streaming Thursday through Monday at twitch.tv forward slash fapismplays. 
I've been doing that. Been doing good. Uh, been completing a lot of games. Have been moving on to a lot of different games, which is fantastic. Because that's just going to open up more opportunities of not only games that I want to play selfishly, but also just games that I hope for uh, will attract a little bit of interest for uh, for for my small little community, which I have been developing. With that said, there may or may not be some changes following soon. Those changes being, well, let's just say that I have been applying for jobs. And just because, well, income has been lacking and it has been lacking for some time. And I may or may not have mentioned this previously, but my roommate and I, we have taken up door dashing in almost desperate straits to make ends meet. Because I do this podcast because I want to do a podcast. That's as plain as it can be. I want to do a podcast because it's a different take of using your voice, of of being a voice actor, of, of just, I don't know, I guess of being a little bit of an entertainer. And I am by no means a comedian, which I know those comedians, such as Bill Burr, um, Justin Young? Young? I forget his name. I know there are a lot more comedians who do podcasts, and I know that is absolutely hilarious. I love the Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. But... I do a podcast because I feel that it is a different platform and a different way that someone uses their voice and someone who's thinking not only creatively, but just also a different way for me to be able to express and utilize my voice. This is why the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast exists. In addition to being able to just share and talk about news in a way which is relaxed and of topics that I want to talk about. And it's not political. It can be at times, depending upon how deep you wish to look into certain things, but ultimately it's just trying to state facts with their original sources and trying to have you potentially think of this as, you know what? The Chicago Bean really does suck and never should have been implemented. Which, if you don't know that podcast, look for it, find it. I love that podcast. Anyway... We, I do not make money from this. I hardly make any money from my streaming on Twitch, despite me being affiliate. But again, I don't do the podcast. I don't stream for the money. If I were to make money off of it, that'd be fine. That'd be great. But that's not my goal. I just do this because I want to. And because I have the time in which to do so. With that said... Because money has been lacking, because uh, Queen Shelbyst and I have been door dashing in order to make ends meet, we both have been applying for jobs. And I guess I have become lucky where I got a hit. It began with a phone interview. Phone interview went well. I was invited to do a in-person interview in order to meet uh, with the staff of the office and to meet the, uh, my quote unquote CEO or main boss person in person interview went for well, 
a very healthy hour, to say the least. I would say about an hour, five hours, seven minutes. And they said, uh, you know, we'll uh, call you at the end of the week. End of the week comes. I think it was a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday uh, before the month ended. I, I don't remember. I threw out all my sticky notes and reminders and this and that. But um, ultimately, I was offered a position. Not only a position, a full-time position, a salary position. With opportunity of commission as well as some sort of bonuses. I don't know quarterly or yearly, but bonuses nonetheless, as well as depending upon how my performance is with the job, salary raises as well. So, of course, I accepted the position. I begin with that position on Friday, the 15th, next week. What does this mean for this podcast? What does this mean for my streaming schedule? Well, as of right now, it's going to stay exactly put because I don't know how much strain and mental exhaustion this may cause upon my own physical and mental, spiritual, and emotional being. All that I can share with you is that it is within insurance. And that is all I am willing to share with you. So, I hope that I will be strong enough and able to be going through, um, through this job, not only successfully so that I can just survive and support myself and other aspects financially, but also just be able to do what I want because I'm using this job not necessarily as a career stick. I enjoy the fact that I'm able to have something, this opportunity. But a part of me also doesn't want to lose sight of what I actually want to do with myself. I'm going to be able to use this job to become financially stable. I'm also going to be able to use this job to be able to lessen certain debts, which goes inside with financially stable, but something which I don't know if I said before, I'm sure I have, but I still want to be a voice actor and a narrator. And I want that to be my career with this job coming up. I will be able to afford the vocal coaching that I want, that I need in order to be able to refine my deliveries to be able to create that vocal reel which would be attractive to companies and major talent agencies that is what and how i'm going to treat my job this is my bridge to what i actually want to do with my life and it's very rare for all of us to to find and get that bridge and I'm grateful and I hope I'm able to make it work. I still have a week in which to begin months long training in order to come to the standards and policies and system knowledge, which this job requires. But with that said, 
I have to be hopeful, like many of us. I have to be strong, like many of us. And I have to just... I have to not forget what I want to do with myself. My ultimate goal for myself to feel satisfied and accomplished with my life. That is how I wish and want to treat this job. I may be with this job for a little while, maybe five years, I don't know. But if five years I do this job and I'm able to make of myself what I want to, by that point I will be 35. Then so be it. So long as I'm able to utilize my creativity and the quote-unquote gifts, as my mother would phrase it, to, um, to do what I want, to provide what I need for myself and for others, then that is what will happen. So, that is a big, major development. As far as these podcasts go, they may be pre-recorded and then uploaded every Friday. But as of right now, and until further notice, they will be live on Twitch initially, and then uploaded to the other platforms, as you may expect. Other fun news and development. As of today, actually, I look over my right shoulder. You cannot see it because there's no camera and you're listening to my voice. However, something major actually happened to me today, and I'm still kind of a little bit in shock. But, in December of 2020, I graduated from my alma mater of Indiana University's Jacobs School of Music. It wasn't until about... Not about, it wasn't until February or January of this year that I was able to pay off that tuition and earn and receive my diploma, except I received no notification of such a thing. It wasn't until I contacted someone and said, hey, how do I get my diploma? Did they say, oh, you need to contact these people? Well, I contacted those people and they said to me, yeah, the bursar doesn't con uh, con uh, communicate with us saying, hey, well, these people paid off their tuition. They can get their diploma now. So if I didn't make initiative to be like, where's my diploma? <laughs> I wouldn't have received it. But I made sure that that wasn't going to be mailed out. I made sure to pick it up myself in hand. And I have it now. I have my master's degree diploma. It is in my studio. It is looking over my shoulders right now. So my bachelor's and my master's diploma is in the same room. And that's... That's great. I don't care if I'm not using either of them currently, professionally, but the money, the time, the effort, the tears, the sweat, and sometimes the blood occasionally spent to earn them. They're here, and they're mine. And yeah, I understand that they're physical representations of what I've done and what I have felt and have uh, and just the plethora of other things, but it feels good. It feels good to have my, uh, my master's degree physically in hand. So, 
I think that basically sums up the, uh, the weekly update. Well, I don't really have a whole lot planned for the podcast itself, I will say that I do have something that I want to talk about. And I wanted to be angry about this. I wanted to honestly rage a little bit with how disappointed I am with this, how I wanted to beat down on certain individuals of companies of their absolute laziness of how I truly feel about these. I don't know. I just, I just, it, it irks me in a very intellectual way. It's insulting to an extreme offense that I feel should insult the majority of the population of the United States and potentially the world. Of course, these are very (laughs) uh, minor things in which to actually be mad about. You know, you look at the overall scale of things, you're like, nah, but... At the same time, it's it's annoying. And I'm sure all of us has experienced this. The topic that I want to talk about is actually of mobile games. This has been a topic on my mind for quite a while. And the reason why that is is because, like many people, when I want to kill time either in the bathroom or just in a waiting room of a doctor's or... I don't know, maybe you just have a couple of minutes in the morning sipping your coffee and you're like, hey, let's check out this, uh, let's check out this, uh, uh, what was it? It's not time-lapse games, it's, um, I don't know, like, you know, uh, was it Money Capitalism? That Capitalism game where you begin with a lemon stand, uh, Adventure Capitalism, that's the one. I played something like that, but it was with chickens. I forget what that one's called, but that one was a lot of fun. But that's the thing. I mentioned those two games. Those capitalism games, they advertise themselves exactly as the gameplay is. You begin with a lemonade stand. You tap on it. You make money. You upgrade things, and you start developing other businesses in order to make more money. That's it. Just make money. Great. Fantastic. They allow themselves to go through and through exactly their intentions of how and why their game is developed as well as how you play it. Of course, along the lines, there are other mechanics that you get to utilize, etc., etc. However, there are other lowly, worthless games that you look at the advertisement and you're like, hey, okay. This looks interesting, let's go. Download the game, and it's nothing like it. They add what you read, or watched, which intrigued you, was fake. And so you immediately deleted the game, and, potentially, like me, kept note of that developing company, because fuck them. And I will say why fuck them after I read a couple of articles. Um, And I will do my best to call out as many of these mobile game developers as I possibly can because they don't deserve to be played. If they cannot support, honestly, 
the games and the game quality which they create, then they don't deserve anyone's business. If they feel that they can only succeed through a facade, then why should we like or even trust them? And that's something that I've been asking myself for years now. They, they, they don't, they don't deserve it. None of us. Anyway, let me get into it. So the first, uh, the first, uh, article that I have for you all is actually a, uh, article from mobiledevmemo.com, which discuss this exact thing. The title of this article is why do mobile gaming companies use fake ads? Granted, this was posted back in October 21st, 2019, but it is still relevant because it's still happening to this day. It is written by Eric Benjamin, uh, Sufert is how you would pronounce his name. It says, one odd development over the past few years within mobile game advertising has been the growth of prominence of, quote, fake game ads, end quote, or ads that promote gameplay footage totally unrelated to the games they are meant to depict. A YouTuber user named i3stars has chronicled the drastic contrast between some game ads and the actual in-app experiences of those games in a video series called Mobile Game Ads vs. Reality. Below is a clip from the series. And again, as I always do, no matter what platform you are listening to this from, if you wish to read verbatim what I am reading, the article is within the, the description below. It continues. Some of these ads are egregious misrepresentations of gameplay, such as when a th uh, footage of a 3D third-person adventure game is used to depict a 4X build and battle game. And some of these ads are simply bizarre, such as when torturous punishment scenarios are used to depict simulation home management games. Games such as Homescapes. Uh, I, it's not with, it's in the ad, but it's just like, you know, a screenshot. Homescapes sponsored 95% of people can't solve this. Emoji, emoji, emoji. You're, yeah, exactly as it says. It's a simulation home management game. Why is there a woman being spread eagle by chains with three spikes aimed directly at her thighs and cooch? Play now on iTunes.Apple.com. Anyway, whatever the case, the Facebook ads library has brought transparency to the, the diversity of ad creative Yes, ad creative being used by large advertisers and has helped to expose this strat uh, strategy. To address the question asked in the title of the post, the assumption would be that companies run fake game ads because those ads work and deliver profit from ad spend. So two other questions surface. Why do fake game ads work? And why do ad platforms allow them? 
The first question is easier to answer. No advertiser really knows why an ad works or doesn't work. The beauty of the modern event-based algorithm mobile advertising uh, paradigm is that advertisers don't even need to make assumptions about how audiences will react to various ad creatives. They can simply provide Facebook and Google with very many ad variants and let those platforms make the best possible pairings between ads and audience segments. Let's see, we have one from Voodoo. Oh my goodness, we are just getting all the companies that we can shit on. This one, uh, the image that is uh, posted, uh, let's see, push the others out the hard way. And the photo says no one... Uh, no one make it to the ocean. Not even a complete sentence. And I've played this game before. You don't make it to the ocean because if you do, you fail the game. You have to make it to the end of the finish race. Which again, you're going against a bunch of other NPCs. And it's not actually a multiplayer game. And it's super friggin' easy. Anyway... The article continues. In my experience, the performance of the most effective ad creative is usually surprising. It's futile to try into it what people will respond to in an ad. It's much more effective to simply experiment with different concepts and variants and vet them with real audiences. And this was true even before Facebook and Google rolled out algorithmic audience targeting. As it turns out, sometimes audiences respond to truly curious and outlandish concepts and imagery. So part of the reason these fake ads have become so commonplace is simply that... Facebook and Google have made it easier to experiment and surface the concepts that teams likely wouldn't otherwise have the audacity to test. As to why ad platforms allow these fake ads to be run, if the ads are effective, it means the platforms are making money from serving them, and the FTC hasn't quite caught up with this practice in a way that can prove Controverse. Yes. Contravence, rather. What is coincided with exists, uh, existing truth in advertising laws. In 2012, the FTC fined Jesta Digital, an app developer and digital agency with fraud over the advertising campaign that misled viewers into thinking their phones were infected with a virus. This fine, however, was mostly related to the fact that users that clicked on the ads were prompted to buy a subscription to one of Justa's services, and not to the fact that the ads had nothing to do with the presence of a virus on the phones of the viewers. The FTC also recently sued Match.com. Also, again, take, you know, remind yourself this ad was in 2019, October. The FTC also recently sued Match.com for misleading users into believing that their profiles had been viewed and thus prompting them to, to subscribe. But again, this suit was motivated more by subsequent purchases that were made as a direct result of the advertising campaign than the advertising campaign itself. It's unclear whether the FTC will set a precedent over misleading ads for free games, since gameplay becomes apparent before purchases are made available. It might be difficult to claim that any payments were direct, uh, directly the result of seeing an ad. 
It's not uncommon to see a vast amount of vitricular, uh, vitrolic commentary on posts containing fake game ads, and whole Reddit and YouTube communities have emerged to denounce the practice, so users are becoming aware of it too. In fairness, this creative strategy extends beyond gaming companies. Many health and fitness app developers promote uh, fiscally functionality in their products that simply doesn't exist. But given the huge amount of money spent on mobile game advertisings, as well as the immediately obvious contrast between what is depicted in the game's ad and its gameplay, it seems likely that ad platforms will have to address this tactic at some point. And that's something at the end of that article. The whole um, health and fitness app. Yeah, you see that all the time. You see that all the time. There's some dude that I see who seems to always be shirtless talking about, you know, how movie celebrities bulk up real quick and it's not because of diet or this or that. Sorry, I'm stretching. It's because of what I'm going to talk to you about right now. And when I do tell you about this, you'll see why all the other fads of fitness and this and that doesn't make sense. And when you go ahead and understand how and why this happens, you will see how celebrities do it and how not only you can do it, but anyone in the world can do it. So when I tell you this secret of how you know that you can and will and, and the method of how to do this, it will make a lot more sense. The reason why and how they do it, like it just blammers on and on sentence after sentence of just i at this per, uh, point beat the bush beat the dead horse i don't care what the analogy is but that's how they enthrall you in order to listen more and more is that they just they don't beat that bush they never pick up the bat it's like 50 feet away from them Fitness and health apps do it. Game apps are more blatant with it. They show you the bush. They show you the dead horse. They don't beat it until you actually download the game. Go through a little bit of the tutorial. But even that little bit of the tutorial, that's enough for you to delete the app and know that the game is bullshit straight up and here's the thing is that you download the game thinking that okay well it's not what it was but even if you stick through it the game becomes so easy to difficult that it is designed that you will fail eventually unless you purchase within the game it's all about money they're making ad revenue very small amount, but even that small amount, they don't deserve. Honestly, my platform is that if they don't advertise their game well enough, that means that they're not confident within their, prod, uh, their product. That means that they're not proud of what they've created, 
all they have created is just a cookie cutter game. Not only, <coughs> not only of just the game itself and how it functions. Sure, they had a different artist do different art styles of whatever objects and people and environments and landscape. Sure, good for the artist, but the artist is the only one who deserves credit. The developers, they don't deserve shit. They don't deserve payment. They don't deserve credit. If anything, all that I imagine out of these game developers is a bunch of failed midlife crisis individuals who couldn't make it into actually developing real games. So they decided, uh, decided to just sell themselves out, sell their integrity and their honor to just create these false games, these cookie cutter games that no one gives a shit about. No one. And if you do, good for you. You're, I suppose, a better individual than me. But honestly, all these mobile games aren't really mobile games. They're, they're mobile games. They're not real games. They're worthless. They're lesser than real games. I'd rather play the Atari 2600. Those are real games. I don't have to watch a 30-second ad in the middle of me playing Asteroids. Just because you're desperate. You. Whoever you are as far as a game developer. I just imagine you just being a middle-aged man in your mother's basement or garage. Just creating this worthless shit. That's what I think of you. The only exception to these games is if you're actually going into uh, game development and you're just a college student. Sure, I understand. That's great. Good for you for experimenting with code, experimenting with textures and this and that. And I hope to God that you take that experience and you go onward to other, other better endeavors for yourself. You go on to From Software. You go on to uh, Gearbox. Gearbox still exists, right? I know the CEO was under a bunch of sexual allegations, but you go on to some major video game development company. You deserve it. You put your time in understanding the basic code and not just defiling your reputation, your resume of just trying to make a living off of ad profits by deceiving people. That is acceptable. If you're an adult and you're making a living off of ad revenue by deceiving people, by creating these facades, then shame on you. I have no sympathy for you. In all honesty, I hope your business fails and your game fails. And I have developed that opinion for years now. And it has not swayed. It has not changed. People such as Voodoo. People such as um, 
Oh God, I wish I had more. I, I wish I wrote down all the company names that I could call out because you people are worthless. Period. There's another article that I can read about the false advertising as a live and well in mobile gaming with no sign of stopping. But why would I read it when it is so blatantly obvious to us all? It honestly amazes me how people have become so disgraced not only of themselves and their own integrity and failure but also of just tainting the name of video games you look at the rich history of video games there was one point in time where there was well over 20 different 20 plus different video game companies back in the day when video games were coming about you know how many pong <laughs> How many different Pong companies were even available back in the day? There are dozens of Pong companies just selling that, all different designs, at home stations. You didn't need to go to the arcade. And how each little company got bought out, and here we are now. One exception that I can make of mobile games. Two. Actually, even though one of them began on PC. Angry Birds made a name for itself. And they expanded beyond it. And they know that. And you can see it within its gameplay. The other one is Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies actually began as a computer game. I played its original. It was adorable. It was great. I loved it. They went ahead and, um, of course, they went from a PC platform. They went ahead and went to a mobile platform. That's fine. But they didn't lose sense of their integrity. You look at some modern games, you might question it a little bit. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies, like, what is it, Modern Warfare or whatever? Yeah, sure, they modernized themselves, but they began wholesome, and they stuck through it. They went to a mobile rendition, but they didn't lose exactly what they were, because they were already established and reputable. These other programs, these other mobile games, these other developers, they're just... They're just, they're, they're cookie cutters. I hate to keep referencing a previous band director of mine, but my God, these companies are cookie cutters. How do you deserve money of replicating card games? How do you deserve money of replicating bingo, of poker? No one should pay their actual physical hard-earned money to play a game that they can play in real life. You do not deserve it. You do not deserve that reven ad revenue. You do not deserve credit. Period. And the fact that you feel that you do 
just goes to show your morality and how you have lost it, how your parents have failed to raise you. That's what I think, and I dare you to fight me. So, that is my feelings on mobile ads and mobile games. If you have to hide what your game is actually about, you don't deserve it. Period. There's no pride, no honor within you. There's another game that I can... Uh, not a game. Another article which I can read and spout of, but... Honestly, it's the exact same thing. Of course, I will post it as a bonus or what have you, but... Honestly, if you support these people, please tell me why. Because to me, there's nothing to support. If they have to steep so low, then no, it's not worth it. They don't deserve it. It's not worth it to us or our time. And there are so many YouTube channels which has uh, exploited this. YouTuber uh, Danny Gonzalez is a prime example of that. He shows up and uh, he puts together uh, every single advertisement of one particular game. And uh, every single ad is different. Every single ad goes with, it's like a, what is it? A fishdom. You're supposed to build up a, 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 a fantastic aquarium, right? But how they advertise it is, well, you got to pull these pins in order to see how it happens. You got to do this. You got to do that when it's not the game at all. Also, why is it a clownfish? Why is it a clownfish? Because Finding Nemo. Like, no. You're pathetic. You're just honestly pathetic. Anyway, I will, of course, post within chat this second advertisement. But honestly, I've, I've gotten my own feathers rustled as a result of this. Because it really does upset me this much. How people will be so desperate and dishonorable. And just do such a bare minimum to make a profit. Meanwhile, myself, my roommate, we struggle. We rely on each other in order to, in order to make something happen for ourselves. When we have people so, yeah, we're desperate, kind of, but we're fighters. We are strong. We're the ones that persevere because we don't, we don't pray off of the innocent where these game developers with their ad revenue do. I just, there's no supporting them. Not in my mind. This article is short, but I, I just don't want to read it. Actually, I probably should. Let's see, we're uh, 50, not even 50. We're 48 minutes in. I'll read this article. It's short. So, 
This came out four months ago. I'm not wearing a headband. I'm touching my head expecting a headband. This article came out four months ago by Eric Halliday called False Advertising is Alive and Well in Mobile Gaming with No Sign of Stopping. It says, I'm sure you've seen many examples of false advertising when it comes to mobile game apps. At first, the movement was lazy. Footage of the promoted game with a lazy bar on top that says something like, if you get to level 15, you can go to Disneyland or some other outright lie. YouTuber Danny Gonzalez has made a ton of videos showcasing some of the worst, and I recommend you watch this series on them. One, because it's an excellent showcase, and two, he's hilarious. He showcases how insanely nonsensical these ads are in their lies. This includes my personal favorite, which is an ad that states, quote, if you reach level two, you're legally a pumpkin, end quote. Never has my life goal been easier to reach. These ads are nothing new, but for a long time, it was just something that low-budget games did. Usually, someone using pre-built resources then goes all in on ads to get views and sell information. But they've been allowed to do it for a long time. Things really hit a fever pitch when games like Puzzles and Survivals came along. Puzzles and survival, rather, came along. I guarantee if you game on your mobile device and you saw an ad for this or some other puzzle game with a zombie motif, they'll usually involve a character in his underpants on the run from zombies. Along the way, he encounters a scantily clad woman who's immediately attracted to him and he gets better weapons and clothing by solving dirt simple puzzles. He then throws the girl to the zombies to slow them down shortly before completely botching an easy puzzle and dying in a way that says, I bet he wouldn't have survived if you were playing. The games aren't like this, though. They usually are bare-bones match-three game with minimal story and little to no animation. Instead, they go all-in animated commercials because... They're not worried about microtransactions uh, or maintaining a good game. They just want your sweet, sweet data, and you only have to download the game once for them to have it. These commercials became all-encompassing. Regardless of what game you were playing, you might have seen these ads. They were also all over YouTube, Twitch, and anything else that had ads. Everyone knew they were fake, they were still allowed to run rampant. We're not the only we're not the only ones who notice either. Massive companies have started realizing that they can make a trailer featuring absolutely anything and it's fine. They'll suffer no consequences and their ads will have no fear of being taken down. For example, Jurassic World Alive is a game developed by Ludia and owned by NBC. And the Jurassic Park property itself is owned by Universal Studios. So while Ludia is a relatively small company, it's one of the biggest company on Earth that's responsible for its property. 
Jurassic World Alive is a Pokemon GGOO type game where you move around a GPS-driven map and instead of Pokemon, you battle and collect dinosaurs. It looks very similar to Pokemon Go and how it looks and plays. But the commercials that started playing for it over the last month or so show how that Ludia is taking a whole new approach to advertisement. The commercials now don't show anything you do in the game. Instead, it's a fake trailer that shows dinosaurs fighting in a style that is blatant nod to the old arcade fighter Primal Rage. Holy shit. Okay. A fighting game in the style of Mortal Kombat with dinosaurs. Yep. Here's footage of it in case you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun enough, when I tried to research this, I found that not only does Jurassic World Alive have a problem with their own false advertisement, but also other people's false advertisement. When researching this issue, I found people reporting that Jurassic World Alive has a reward system where you can do offers from other companies and make in-game money, or as some other offers state, real cash. You can probably see where this is going. But turns out that some of these companies are such well-known scammers that people in the forums are resorting to warning each other. In particular, a company known as Jap Joy. Apparently, their offers are all over this thing, but no one ever actually gets the listed rewards. It doesn't show any sign of stopping. The era of Sega being em embarrassed of their blast processing claims has given way to a world in which we merely download a game to see what it's really like knowing full well the videos are fake handing out our information to companies that merely want to sell in the meantime google and ios stores allow us to report false advertisements but so far there hasn't been anything done about it for years yeah, and that is the absolute truth. In all honesty, we're better off not playing any mobile games. Because what are they there for? Just to collect our information and sell and make Avenue profit. Uh, profit. That's it. That's all they're good for. That's all they're there for. Not for us. Not for what they show. Just for the sake of money through ads and through our information. So, with that said, fuck these companies, all of them. Mobile games are not actual games. They're worthless, they're scam artists, and they deserve none of our support. So, with that said, as of right now, I am going to delete any, all games that I have on my phone. Which I've already done, fortunately. Because I just got sick of them. In all honesty, they waste time. They waste mentality, they waste effort. And yeah, they're good on the toilet, but if you're sitting there on the toilet for 15 minutes don't <laughs> for many reasons and i'm one of those people so the only game that i have is pokemon go on my phone the only reason why i have that is because i've been 
playing Pokemon since I was five. So I've been playing Pokemon for like 25 years now or something. So that's why I have Pokemon Go. Nintendo already has my information as well as the rest of the world. Anyway, yeah, just mobile games are ass. They're trash. They're not real games. The people behind them are worthless, immoral. Just they're they're just cunts. That's all they are. They're just desperate, worthless cunts. Yay for the artists for getting a job, but if that's the best job you can get, keep looking. Maybe go back to school, I don't know, but don't scam people out of their information. Actually have integrity with your work. So, with that said, I'm going to call it here. Thank you for listening to the Frankly Speaking on Friday's podcast. Remember that you can email me at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Send in any type of... uh, articles of interest topics of discussion if you just want to say hello great glad to read it and if you send in the first two it might appear and be discussed here on the fsof podcast be sure and remember that it's not only on youtube but also spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. and until further notice is premiered on twitch.tv's forward slash fap is in place with that said Again, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and uh, remember, keep practicing, so long it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. I'm going to keep practicing, just bettering myself, trying to be more consistent with things, trying to sleep better, and just trying to pursue what I want to do with my life. I hope you do the same. Thank you again, and until next week, which will be the 15th, hopefully, I will see you then. And until then, au revoir.